Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. You're tuned in to Real-Time Relationships. Enter the world of successful relationships. You'll get insider tips on how to navigate the perils and pitfalls of modern dating and up-close-and-personal real-life stories you can relate to from Dr. Camarado's personal clients. Dr. Marianne Camarado is a relationship expert, author, and media personality who continues to enjoy her own long-term successful relationship. And now, here's Real-Time Relationships with Dr. Marianne Camarado. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program, Real-Time Relationships. This is my new show. I'm Marianne Camarado. For those of you who have followed me for the last 12 years, you might be, wow, what happened to the old show, Marianne Live? Not to worry. We have taken your advice. We have created a new program where we are absolutely entering the world of successful relationships where you will get insider tips on how to navigate the perils and pitfalls of modern dating, mating, and relating. And up close and personal real life stories that you can relate to from my client, my from my private clients. Um, as some of you know, I'm a relationship expert, author, and media personality who is here to support you attracting and creating healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationships. So today, our launch show on real time relationships, we're going to be talking about how to stop hating online dating. Some of us don't love technology, and we feel like online dating is artificial or that it's a substitute for real contact. Then there are those of you who are into technology but hate the idea of online dating. Today we're going to talk with one of my clients who falls into the I like technology category but felt adverse to the idea of online dating. Yet despite his reluctance, eventually he met his girlfriend online, and I'm hoping his experience today uh, in our process can help you change the way you think about using technology to create intimacy and a relationship in your life. So that being said, I would invite you to arrive, to really let yourself get here no matter what you're doing. I do this in every one of my sessions and at the beginning of every program. Just to give your moment, give yourself a moment to arrive, to really land in your body, find your breath, your heart center, and get ready to receive as I welcome our guest today, Nolan. I'm so happy to have you with us on the program. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to share with us uh, this coming hour your experience pre and during and post online dating. I, I'm, I'm really grateful. I know that this has been a long um, haul for you. Uh, it's been about a year since we've worked together. Uh, so I'd love for you to go back with me to the place when I first mentioned the idea of online dating to you. Where were you at in your life at that time? What was going on? Yeah, um, I had come out of a 
pretty long-term relationship. I want to say it was just under five years, um, and I'd been out of that relationship for maybe seven or eight months and kind of felt like I was finally ready to start dating. Uh, I dabbled in it again, trying to sort of figure out a way back in. I guess four or five years feels like a long time. When you're looking at the dating scene, things certainly changed a lot. Um, but, yeah, I came to it from that background, and I came to it with a lot of resistance, feeling like it wasn't something I wanted to do or wasn't something that people did that felt sort of normal or, I don't know, felt like I was failing that I had to do it online. Yeah, well, I, I really I can totally appreciate that, and I think a lot of our listeners can too. There's this sort of impending sense of, ah, God, I don't really want to do that. But let's talk about even before the online dating was an option, here you were, you had ended a relationship, um, a very significant one. It was pretty painful. I remember going through um, some of that as we worked together, and um, you were feeling kind of isolated, I remember saying. You were saying that. Let's talk a little bit about that feeling of isolation, like in between relationships, that kind of loneliness. And then um, from there, you know, uh, you know how you made the decision to actually go online. What was your process? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I hadn't really thought about it until right now, but I think when you're connected to somebody in a significant way like that and share so much time with somebody for that to be suddenly absent. Um, I know I mentioned it had been eight months, but to, to still be feeling that absence sort of turned into isolation. I think I did that to myself to a large degree, but I, I noticed that after that ended, I started to pull away from other people as well. And yeah, there was, there was certainly a, a self-imposed isolation and I, it was really hard to sort of break out of that funk, you know. It felt like a cloud hanging over my head, not to be cliche, but a, a big part of the life that I knew was no longer present and sort of took me for a loop. I wasn't sure what to do. Yeah, it was like you didn't know who you were anymore, right? Because you, I mean, I remember you were like a lot of us. You are so identified with yourself in a relationship that the me becomes a we, right? Exactly, exactly that. So there you were. It took about eight months for you to get a sense of yourself. What was that process like? Like what are some of the things you did to find your way back to yourself, the person who decided, okay, I think I'm ready to go back out there and find uh, a partner? Sure. I think in the moment um, it felt like I wasn't doing such a good job. It's easier in retrospect to go back and look and think about it as a process. So it's kind of nice to do that right now, actually. But uh, I, I think a part of me, yeah, needed that isolation in the beginning and then they reached the point where it was enough and slowly I started to reach out to people I knew and put one toe back in and three toes and both feet in terms of I don't know, even spending time with close friends again and going out and doing things with them socially and I think somewhere along that line it started to become clear to me that I, I wanted to maybe start to consider dating again. So it was like a, a social rebirth that naturally gave way to a, an, an interest, at least, in considering what it might be like to put myself back out there in the dating world. Yeah. I, I'm really struck by this when you brought up the word isolation and, you know, something you and I had talked about previous to doing the program, too. 
Um, isolation, loneliness, these are two things that most of us don't talk about. And I would, uh, I'd like to ask if you don't mind just kind of dwelling on this point. I think that the times in my life where I felt lonely have felt debilitating. And I don't think, like you said, in hindsight, we don't always know that's what we're feeling. But can we stop and talk a little bit about what it was like and at some of the low points for you of feeling lonely and isolated before you made your gradual move back out into the world? Is that okay? Yeah. Which pieces would be the most helpful to talk about, I guess? Well, as it relates to, like, here you are, um, you know, a weekend's coming, and, you you know, pretty much your weekends, if you, you know, those of you who work during the week are, are like, okay, I'm occupied during the week, but then... The weekend's coming and I'm alone again. Like, what what did that feel like for you? And what what's with some of the self talk? Like, take us through the maybe one of the worst weekends. I mean, I know this could be painful, and I'm sorry. That's okay. It's so helpful to know that people aren't alone. So, if you wouldn't mind, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, of course, I'd be happy to. I think a, a big piece of it was sort of something connected to what you mentioned earlier, you know, about there had been something to fill that time before. And I think for anyone who's been in a significant relationship, like a lot of your time on the weekend is spent doing something with someone else, maybe not all. Maybe you have other groups of friends that you're doing things with. But for me and mine, I I certainly spent a lot of time with my significant other, and it was more noticeable than any of the rest of the parts because during the week you're busy at work and it's less – I don't know, less time to think about that so you don't. Um, And on the weekends, I I noticed more that I was alone, you know, when other friends of mine would go out with their girlfriends or their boyfriends, and I suddenly wasn't anymore. Um, And and I think I took that out on myself or I was hard on myself about that. or I'm not quite sure, but it made it worse, you know. I think in the same way that you've just said it can help to hear that someone else is going through the same thing, it, it can also be painful to hear someone else is still doing the same thing that you're no longer yeah. doing. Right. So thank you for that. Like, it's, it's, it can be very dark, heavy. Um, people can feel depressed. They can start using food or alcohol or escapism. Things to comfort themselves. What were some of the things you did to comfort yourself, Nolan? I, I think a lot of the time in my life I've chosen more I guess, historically unhealthy options. This time I sort of went outside. You know, I hiked a lot, and I spent a lot of time outdoors, just half of an entire day hiking and then waking up the next day and doing the same thing, trying to find something to do to kill the time between, you know. So I wasn't making some of those same unhealthy choices like eating the wrong things or um, drinking that maybe I had in the past, but I, I, I certainly realize now that it was the same sort of escapism, trying to avoid something um, by being in a different environment where I'd have less time to think about it. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a stigma about being alone? You yeah. Know, as I'm clearly. listening to you talk, it's like okay, it's, it's like killing time, like as if our lives aren't really happening if we're not with someone, right? It's yeah. like life is happening, like, the, like what's in between me and a relationship is dead zone, something like that. Oh, what do you totally. think about that? I still do that sometimes. You know, I think it's not, I'm not immune to that even though I'm back in a relationship, just like you're saying. It's certainly something that affects people, and I, yeah, I think like you mentioned earlier, like you wrap yourself so much in somebody else that 
you stop seeing yourself as a separate entity or, or life gets complicated in one way and then you bank too much on that or bank more on that relationship than you might otherwise because it's comfortable and it's happy and yeah certainly so you were getting used to being alone and the ability to tolerate your aloneness was like doable there you are eight months alone single doing life you were working right yes and hiking and hanging out with friends little by little and starting to feel what like okay well i started to feel like i really enjoyed my own company and i don't know if i'd ever felt that before like it was, it was strange in contrast to having poured so much of my time and self into somebody else to to have found so much time for me that i had to sit with myself in you know and then slowly over those hours of being outside and having my own thoughts be more of a companion than somebody else for a time i don't know i guess i started to like myself mm -hmm. i felt better and i felt healthier mentally and physically like being outside is my favorite i know it's not for everyone but i can see trees and water right now and i think i'm so much more happier just for that simple fact mm -hmm. do you feel like that sense of yourself was maybe newfound, those are my words, <laughs> this newfound sense of yourself, changed the way you approached finding a partner or the, 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 the decision-making process about finding a partner at all? Oh, completely. I, I knew myself, you know, and I, so it was easier to be myself. I knew who I was, and I, it was easier to show that to other people, and I think that's a lot of the downside, too, online dating is that people feel like they can't be and I know that's something I've heard a lot from peers and friends and co-workers but mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what it was is I had the space to really get to know myself and so it made it easy to describe myself and right yeah it was kind of neat right so here you are you you're a person who's been through heartbreak those are my words not yours but they're accurate the, though yeah it was seemed heartbreaking um, and it is to, to move on from a relationship uh, where you love someone and really imagine yourself, you know, moving through life together. And for whatever reason that ends, you heal, spend some time together, and there you uh, spend, sorry, spend time with yourself, getting to know yourself, and and then there you are, feeling like, okay, I have this newfound sense of myself. I want to meet someone else. What was the process when you realized, oh, what am I going to do? Tell, tell me about that. Tell us about that. I think that's sort of a perfect place to start because it's, it's certainly how yeah. I felt at the beginning, you know, like, oh, no, what am I going to do? How do <laughs> right. this? What I hadn't dated so much before, that really long relationship. But, yeah, that's a good question. It's the same question that I had, and I sort of bumbled along at first. And one of Yeah, my what were you thinking? What were you yeah. thinking you were going to do? Because you met your girlfriend in college right, through exactly. friends, right? Exactly. Really, this really sort of natural setting, you guys became friends, and you're, you know, then on you went. But here you are now, more isolated. You're not in the big college scene. You're at a right. job with people right. that weren't your own age, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, sort exactly, much older. And, and I think it, it made it increasingly difficult and I, and I think like you're saying most people look to that sort of idea that they have in their head of I'll meet somebody at a bar or I'll meet somebody through friends or I'll meet somebody at work or someone will come along and save me and introduce me to the right person which can happen but I don't think often does so I, I felt that exact 
question bouncing around inside of my head. Like, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't have that same network. I don't have as many people that I'm running into every day. Yeah. So do you remember when I suggested, hey, why don't we get you online dating? Can you remember what it felt like to hear that? Yeah. I remember kind of what you said when I suggested it. Just felt, felt embarrassing. I felt certainly a level of shame, like, oh, someone else notices that I'm not doing so well at this and I can't seem to figure out how to do it in the real world. Um, yeah, I don't know. It didn't feel great. Yeah. And then what shifted? What shifted about the idea? That's a tough question. Um, I don't know. I hate to say that, like, I felt like there was nothing left to lose, but that's sort of the truth, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it hadn't been working. It hadn't panned out. I wasn't meeting people in the way that I thought. I started to bug my friend and a couple of other friends of his, like, hey, do you know people? Are you guys doing anything? Like, putting myself out there more. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that's certainly a strategy people use. Oh, I better go do more. I better be out and about more or sit at a bar longer or stay later at a party even though I hate it. Um, yeah, so I guess I just sort of, there was a critical mass of feeling like I couldn't do it, and at that point I thought, what am I going to lose? Why not? Mm -hmm. Worst case, it's the same thing as it has been. Right. <laughs> what, did, what did you know about online dating at the time? What was your experience? It was sort of scary, you know, being... In my mid to late 20s, I think you hear a lot about people using apps, and, and I don't want to mention the names. I'm not sure if that's appropriate, but I, I'm certain people can take a stab at which ones I'm talking about. But they felt <laughs> like, like it was exactly. It felt more like it was for people who were looking for casual stuff, you know, intimacy without actually being intimate. At least how I view it, and that's certainly not what I was looking for. I'm not disparaging anyone who is, but it wasn't what I wanted. You know, I enjoyed being in a relationship for the most part, and I wanted a relationship or at least the possibility of one. Mm -hmm. um, so it was scary, I think, to, to come upon the field of dating after the transition. Like, all of those things came about while I was in a relationship. So it was a totally new landscape. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how did you decide which site to use? So here you are, you're like, okay, I don't have anything to lose. I'm scared. I'm not meeting people the way I did before. Um, I'm a different person now. How did you decide to get online on the site that you chose? Well, I, I think I chose a few. It, it was more the ideology behind how I chose to show up on the sites than, than which sites. You know, I felt like mm -hmm. even though the swipe left type apps were for the purposes I thought they were for, I, I tried to go on them and be authentic in the case or the off chance that maybe they would work or maybe something would happen. So I... I cast a wide net in terms of which sites, but I think it was more a matter of finding the one where other people were doing that same thing. Mm -hmm. It's a numbers game. Because mm -hmm. I remember you had some experiences with the swipe left story where because you didn't front load the way I call it, do the site where you have the, the long involved uh, personality test that, you know, you had to do a lot of that sort of vetting on your own. Right. Right? And then I recommended this one site that I said, look, it, there's a big front load here. We're going to have to right. spend a couple hours, and are you up for that? And what, what did you feel about that at that time? I, I, yeah, I mean, I was 
sort of hesitant because it felt so involved, you know. It felt like there were so many more questions. <laughs> it was actually kind of frustrating to sit there and spend mm-hmm. so much time. It felt like uh, if, if this doesn't pan out like the rest of them, like, man, I really spent a disproportionate amount of time on this one, mm-hmm. and that's even more disappointing. And money, because that yeah. cost money. Exactly, that's true. But I, I think yeah. to fast forward and just say one thing, like, it's hands down the best money I've ever spent in my life. Mm. Well, that's exciting. In the, most, in the most sincere way, like I, I've never been happier with a purchase. <laughs> We're gonna get to that when we come back after the yeah. break, too, right? Okay. But you don't know that going in, right? Like exactly. you said, you're spending money and all this time, and they're asking you all these questions and what's actually going on. And my swipe left story brought a yeah. little bit of funky stuff with it, which I want to talk about because I think <laughs> sure. people out there will be able to relate to that. Uh, we'll try to get all uh, to all of this this hour, folks. Um, I just want to say before we go to break here, because I know it's coming up right here in a minute, um, we're so glad you're with us. Uh, we know, and Nolan knows firsthand, how frightening it can be, how lonely you can feel, how the unknown can be overwhelming, and what it takes is, embracing the kind of the new normal. One in three people do find their relationships online today. This program is about embracing technology, whether you like it or you don't. Most people don't love online dating, and this program is called Stop Hating Online Dating, which is what we're, we're trying to work on with you here this hour. We're going to go to break. We'll be back in just a minute with our guest, Nolan, talking about how you write a profile, how you put yourself out there, and the vulnerability that's involved. Uh, Stay tuned. We're going to be back right after these messages. If you're over 40, you have particular concerns about dating and relationships. You've been engaged or married at least once, have children, or realize you can't. Suddenly you're using technology as part of a new dating culture. You may be stressed by sexual concerns, diminishing libido, worrying about having sex with an older face and an older body. Despite being older and wiser, you don't want to give up the juicy, fun parts that relationship has to offer. And now, you don't have to. Go to MarianneCamarado.com and find out how. Tune in the fourth Wednesday of each month, dating over 40 at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on HealthyLife.net. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Do you have relationship questions? I wish my past relationships didn't affect my relationships now to the point that I project them onto my partner. I'm perpetually single. What does that mean? You know, I've been single for 15 years, and at this point, I can hardly even imagine what intimacy and total connection would even feel like. The part of my relationship with a man that I've had in my life for so many years that keeps me here and present is that the relationship is not just about me, about us. We come in at 50-50, and it feels so good when you can help that other person move forward, and they can help you. To get answers to your relationship questions, call in to Real-Time Relationships with Marianne Camarado every fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on HealthyLife.net. For the best in business class travel, count on Cheapo Air. 
Cheapo Air has the best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service, and easy booking online or by phone. To experience your hassle-free journey, start by going to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Cheapo Air. Dating Over 40 explores real-time concerns people have about dating, mating, and relating. You're invited into the intimate world of my amazing clients who've generously agreed to share their experience. To people like you who risk their vulnerability and have the courage to tell their stories and intimate concerns to help you make a difference in your relationships and your life. Tune in to Dating Over 40. Or if you'd like your own private sessions, visit MarianneCamarado.com. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. relationships. We're so glad you're here. If you're just tuning in, one of my clients, Nolan, is joining us today who actually used online dating to find his current relationship. Nolan, before the break, uh, you were saying, best money I ever spent. We're not going to give away why yet. Let's hang on to that part because this has got such a happy ending. Uh, at least in terms of, you know, the part where folks out there are thinking, God, am I ever going to meet anybody? Is it true? Is it possible? It seems uh, so daunting and overwhelming and frightening, et cetera. Uh, first part of the show, uh, folks, we talked about what it's like to feel isolated and alone, um, what happens when you're not in a situation where you're part of a college or a big organization or out in the world where there's tons of people most of us are going to, one in three of us, if we're single, are going to need to face and embrace online dating. And the title of this program this hour is Stop Hating Online Dating. We hope at the end of the show you will um, have some hope and a little bit different point of view. Um, Nolan, you were telling us that you made a decision to get online. You did a swipe left story that had its own uh, trials and tribulations. <laughs> to say the least, and then you said what to yourself that made you say, okay, I'm going to get online and, and fill out one of these big, long things. What was your thinking? Uh, really, again, it was just like, what do I have to lose? Um, yeah. Yeah, why not? I couldn't come up with an argument that convinced me not to was really the truth. Got it. All right. So uh, we went through the process together. How was that having support? getting yourself online what did that feel like i think it was really helpful you know to have someone even just to put the the fear at rest or to to take away some sort of the stigma you know that somebody else felt there was some level of efficacy or that it would work or it could work um, certainly made me feel more comfortable with the process you know it like it was less shame or less embarrassment attached to it i guess right that's good. And to feel the support, you know, you're not alone, right? Yeah, exactly. It felt nice to have a, a proponent and someone in my corner. So there we were. I remember that first session, and I think it was within, I don't know, you tell me, hours, and you just had a flood of people, correct? Yeah, it was kind of like I wasn't expecting that, especially based on how sparse the um, swipe left matchups happened. So I, that was the only experience I'd had with online dating, and it was, like, so much more productive. And I know that's not very much like a relational term, but 
and what you decided. You know what? I'm just going to say this about myself. Like, what do you mean? Tell us a real life thing that you decided to share. Because I, one of them that stands out for me is is your love of a particular genre in life. It turns out you're now someone that you found shared. Yeah. So let's, because this is really important, right? Because yeah. you might have left it out. Right. And I think you can say, I love reading. It's a good example, right? I like to read. <laughs> yes, you do. Hopefully a lot of people like to read. Um, but saying not only that I like, like, nerdy fantasy and sci-fi books, but, like, which specific books I love that I don't think a lot of other people will like or podcasts that me and only 2,000 other people listen to, you know, it allows you to potentially make a connection with one of those other 2,000 people. And, like, that's not going to determine everything, but how lovely that that can work out and did work out for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be your weirdest, truest, best self and <laughs> show people all the different wrinkles and, I, I don't know, be yourself. And it really works. That sounds so cheesy and cliche, but, like, in the same way that I felt, why not try this? Mm -hmm. Why not try it fully? Why not just commit? Mm -hmm. So you were saying uh, before the program, you were talking about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And this is this brings this up for a lot of people. Like, oh yeah, easy for you to say, Mister. I you like to read and you sound so articulate. I could just hear myself listening to the show to a guy <laughs> like you. Like, God, he's so articulate. I don't yeah. even know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like you know. Only me before. Right there, there it is. So let's yeah. talk about that and the vulnerability because this is a big stretch and people think maybe you were always this way. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, not at all. I had just, I, again, I mentioned, like, I didn't date a lot before college, so not that I think a lot of people maybe do, but in high school, like, I was overweight, awkward. I cut class as often as I could, signed myself out all the time when I turned 18. Like, that was my favorite trick. Um yeah, socially awkward. I isolated myself in the same way that I found I was isolating after my relationship. I sort of fell back into those same patterns. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that period between really helped me to solidify who I was in a way that I hadn't let myself before. You know, what do I really like? I had to start asking those questions. Right. So the vulnerability that you felt online, you'd had an experience of being vulnerable before and you were able to tolerate it, right? So you could yeah. translate that skill. Like, okay, I know how to feel vulnerable. It doesn't feel great, but I can do that. Yeah, but neither does being alone when you don't want to be. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's like a really good point. Trading one uncomfortable feeling for another, and it's it's a shorter uncomfortable feeling. The more vulnerable you can get, the quicker you can get vulnerable, like, the better your chances of not being in that place that you don't want to be because you're admitting it to yourself more than anyone else. Yeah. Thank you for that. This vulnerability is a really big piece. When we come back for the break, we're going to talk about feeling exposed. And what were the kind of... Um, you know, what were the things, the characteristics you were looking for in a partner? We're going to talk about that with Nolan when we get back. Stop hating online dating. You're listening to Real-Time Relationships with Marianne Camerata. We're going to be back right after these messages. Don't go away. Dating Over 40 explores real-time concerns people have about dating, mating, and relating. 
you're invited into the intimate world of my amazing clients who've generously agreed to share their experience. To people like you who risk their vulnerability and have the courage to tell their stories and intimate concerns to help you make a difference in your relationships and your life. Tune in to Dating Over 40. Or if you'd like your own private sessions, visit MarianneCamarado.com. You have too little time to shop, so try Farm Fresh to you. They deliver organic food the way nature intended, delivered straight to your home or office, economically. Visit our web advertiser page and click on Farm Fresh to you now. If you're over 40, you have particular concerns about dating and relationships. You've been engaged or married at least once, have children, or realize you can't. Suddenly you're using technology as part of a new dating culture. You may be stressed by sexual concerns, diminishing libido, worrying about having sex with an older face and an older body. Despite being older and wiser, you don't want to give up the juicy, fun parts that relationship has to offer. And now, you don't have to. Go to MarianneCamarado.com and find out how. Tune in the fourth Wednesday of each month, dating over 40 at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on HealthyLife.net. All positive talk with a mature edge. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody, to Real-Time Relationships. Thanks for joining us. We're talking about how to stop hating online dating, and we've got some great advice so far, Nolan. Thank you for joining us. Nolan is been one of my clients and has successfully navigated the perils and pitfalls of online dating has come out the other side. In our last segment, we're going to talk about the bonus to hanging in there. Uh, you can actually find uh, your beloved on the other side, but we've got to stop hating it. <laughs> we need to make online dating an ally. So, Nolan, before the break, we were talking about that feeling of vulnerability, putting yourself out there. Uh, you had gotten to know yourself in a new way, and you said, hey, I'm going, I'm going for it. You went for it. There you were online surfing the plethora of responses that you had. Um, what was it like exposing yourself? Because right before the break we were talking about you were saying, look, at, just go for it. Be who you really are. Mm-hmm. Did that make you feel exposed sometimes or like too much or too open or too vulnerable? Can you remember um, any of those I experiences? Think, I think one of the nice things about being online, like, yes, it can be used in a negative way to disguise parts of yourself, but you can also use it to manage that vulnerability, right, because there is a level of disconnect. In some strange way, like it was easier to be myself and be vulnerable online uh, because there was no one right in front of me. And, and if it felt like it was too overwhelming or if it felt like I had gone too far or become too vulnerable, it was easy to be like, you know what, let me close my laptop or put my phone away and take a break. Whereas right. in, in real life, you're like, oh, excuse me, I'm just going to go to the bathroom, right? Sneak, <laughs> sneak into the bathroom like people do in the movies. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is the the upside to technology. You have a barrier, a kind of a boundary sort of already set up. Sure, and I think you can use it in the wrong way, like I mentioned, but you can also use it in a positive way to really set the pace that you need to set to not go too quickly or not feel overwhelmed. Exactly. What do you think were some of your greatest challenges when you were online uh, that occurred to you? Um. 
I think one of the main ones was was wondering if other people were being as honest, you know. I felt like I, as we've talked about at length, um, trying to really be myself, like I, I think a lot of people have the same style. Like, is this person telling the truth, or is that really what their life is like, or is that really what they're looking for? Mm-hmm. So there's always sort of this, this filter that I was viewing everything with, which made it a bit challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you find... Yeah, that's a good one. Did you find a kind of rhythm ever, or was it always a little bit, you know, like how was it every time you approached your laptop, you know? Different. <laughs> different every, every time. Different every time. I think if you go to it with an expectation that one conversation with some person is going to be the same, I think you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. You may connect quickly with someone, or someone may be busier than you, or vice versa, and things are slow to get off the ground. Um mm-hmm. But I found sort of a common thread was eventually with all of the the people I met online, um, if it became more meaningful, at some point you'd exchange phone numbers and it would go off the website and start happening yeah. via text, you know? Like that was sort yeah. of the, that mark where you knew, like, okay, well, this could be something real. Yeah. How do you define that? Can you remember one of the first times that happened and was it surprising to you? What What was that like? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, like I'd tried a different platform before and it, that had gone far enough where I'd met up for first dates with people, so it mm-hmm. wasn't so shocking, but mm-hmm. it still felt surprising, you know, like it's all mm-hmm. of a sudden. It felt like it came all of a sudden, like you were having this pseudo-awkward conversation, well, what do you <laughs> like and what do you like and how do you feel about the weather or whatever people talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, like either I would say it or someone else would every time. Um, maybe we can start texting or maybe you'd want to go grab coffee or a drink, you know, sort of the mm-hmm. traditional next step. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that ice got broken, after someone would be brave enough to say that, it was much less awkward and normal mm-hmm. just to text with someone. Mm-hmm. Tell us about a couple of your dates or one of your dates that was, you know, how how did it go and and what were your expectations? That's kind of what I'd like to get to. Expectations meet reality. How was yeah. that for you? Um, I mean, obviously I've had some great ones, um, but there were also some not-so-good ones. I, I think the Give us one of each. How about sure, that? Sure, yeah. Examples of one of not-so-great and one of the great ones, and maybe that'll be a good segue. Yeah, of course. I, I met up with one woman um, at, at a pub in the city, um, kind of like not lunch hours, but like between lunchtime and the evening, uh, just to grab a drink and see how it felt person to person. On paper or on online paper or whatever you call it, it seemed like it was really nice, like we were in similar fields. I was in school for something that she had recently finished, so we had some kind of common thread there. Um, talked a lot about our families in the days leading up to meeting and the things that we enjoyed doing in our free times, and it felt like it was going to go really well. Um, then it, it just did not. It felt awkward and uncomfortable and really sort of stale and stiff. And you can just sort of tell, you know, that's the one piece that's missing with the online thing that eventually you need to check. Um, it just felt so stale is the best word I have for it. Mm-hmm. We both kept looking at our proverbial watches, you know. Mm-hmm. How did you transition out of that? Did you just name it, or? I don't think elegantly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is another part of the whole equation, I guess. It wasn't great. 
Mm-hmm. And, and definitely people are looking for ways to try to be graceful, right? Yeah, and, of course. And not feelings. Of course, people aren't disposable, but sometimes translating, like you said, that electronic sensibility into real time, you're like, oh, I can't close my laptop, you're a person, I know you. Right. And, right. And I think if there's one thing I can say that's important is remember that, right? Like, try to, that old golden rule, which is still cheesy, but like, if, if you wouldn't want someone to do something to you, don't do it to them in that situation. Yeah. It's better to be honest and say, you know what, I think we can both tell, because you both yeah. can, that this right. isn't going well, like this was a really nice day, but maybe that's it. Right. So which brings us to the great date, right? Because you didn't know this great date was going to turn into anything, but what made it great? Yeah. Well, it's interesting that I felt like I was infatuated with this other person that I had met and I had a couple of dates with, and then... All of the oh, sudden, that's right, in between, right. Yeah, all of a sudden that turned sour, and I was glad for the excuse to have another new sort of thread starting up and didn't really know what to expect. I enjoyed kind of a polite conversation with this woman. Um, and we eventually agreed to meet again in the city, but this time in the evening. And um, so can we back up real sure, quick? Sure. You guys had some real interesting similarities, like you were saying yeah. before, online. You were... You were sort of reluctant, like, oh, man, I don't know, maybe I'm going to not do this. It didn't be true, kind of, yeah, reading right. on paper this time. You know, it felt mm-hmm. like too much lined up, and we both liked exactly the same specific sorts of things, and we both liked baking and enjoying <laughs> in, yeah, bacon and baking and hugs. <laughs> yeah. I met one girl who didn't like hugs, which was a bit frightening, and I didn't know what to make of that, or bacon. Right. We're going to go to break on that note. That's very funny. We're going to come back with uh, when you stop hating online dating, you can actually find perhaps the love of your life right here on Real-Time Relationships with Marianne and Nolan. We're going to be back right after these messages. Don't go away. Dating Over 40 explores real-time concerns people have about dating, mating, and relating. You're invited into the intimate world of my amazing clients who've generously agreed to share their experience. The people like you who risk their vulnerability and have the courage to tell their stories and intimate concerns to help you make a difference in your relationships and your life. Tune in to Dating Over 40, or if you'd like your own private sessions, visit MarianneCamarado.com. Discover the world's largest anti-aging organization, Life Extension. For the best information, vitamins, and supplements, you just can't beat Life Extension. To start extending your life, go to the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on the Life Extension banner. Do you have relationship questions? I wish my past relationships didn't affect my relationships now to the point that I project them onto my partner. I'm perpetually single. What does that mean? You know, I've been single for 15 years, and at this point, I can hardly even imagine what intimacy and total connection would even feel like. The part of my relationship with a man that I've had in my life for so many years that keeps me here and present is that the relationship is not just about me, about us. We come in at 50-50, and it feels so good 
when you can help that other person move forward and they can help you. To get answers to your relationship questions, call in to Real Time Relationships with Marianne Camarado every fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on HealthyLife.net. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. everybody to real-time relationships. Nolan is one of my clients. We worked together over a year ago to get him to stop hating online dating, and he's here to tell the story about what happened when he did, got back online, and now uh, before the break, uh, Nolan, you were telling us about the good experience you had. It almost seemed too good to be true. Yeah. I, I remember I had sort of started contact with this woman in the first few hours of having been on the site that you helped me sign up for. Um, and, like, the minute I saw her, I felt like, oh, this is way too good to be true. Like, this woman is gorgeous and everything she enjoys and likes about the world and life I also love. Like, it just felt like someone had gone into my brain, picked all the details out of it and like, mystery or what's that movie? Um, I don't know, science something where they make that woman. No, it doesn't turn out well. Anyway, something was inside of my head and like created like the perfect person for me. Um, so when I finally got the opportunity to meet her, I was nervous. You know, like it felt like, oh, this could really be something. I don't want to blow this. I don't want to be awkward or uncomfortable. Um, I think I'd spent more time picking out what I was going to wear than I ever have in my life. <laughs> my room looked like a disaster zone. There were every shirt and pair of pants I owned strewn about. It was ridiculous. I was so nervous. Um, Where'd you yeah, go? Yeah, we went to this really cool, like, speakeasy-type bar in a hotel in the city. Um, and I remember walking in, my heart kind of dropped out of my chest at first because I looked around every direction and didn't see her. Like, she's very um, distinct. Red hair. Like, you would see, if you saw her, you'd know it was the right person, and I didn't see her anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of panicked for a minute. I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. Like, she didn't show up. What happened? Mm -hmm. um, and then I peeked my head around the corner, and I saw her, and, like, my jaw dropped off of my face. Um, <laughs> yeah. After I managed to pick it back up, sat down, started talking. I've never had such a natural, effortless conversation with someone I just met in my life. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And the rest is kind of history, right? Yeah. Because tell us, catch us up here. We're coming up to the top of the program, and I know that there's volumes and volumes in here, but uh, tell us what, what happened next. I mean, there's, there's certainly way too much to say, but fast-forwarded, you know, we've been dating since. It's been almost a year now. I just, one month ago, we moved in together. Um, I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. You know, I really, in honoring who I am and really being honest about who that person is and exposing and being vulnerable, all the things that you've mentioned, myself, um, I think that, that's the only reason that was possible. It's, it's not been easy. It's like everything that's worth it is difficult. You know, it's been a lot, but 
so rewarding. I've never felt so seen and heard and able to be myself, and that wouldn't have been possible if I didn't start that way. Mm -hmm. Looking back, Nolan, if you could look at that profile of her now, was there some kind of knowing, or was there just the hope that these things were lined up? What, what can you say in hindsight? That our interests and things that we said about ourselves would end up being compatible? I, I, I guess. Um, I, I think it's more, I, I hoped maybe more than anything else, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it turned out to be true. I, I wanted that to be true. I wanted her to be the person that she said she was, and she is, and more, obviously. You know, you learn more about someone that you're with every day, but it, it turns out that she was just as forthcoming and honest about who she was. Mm -hmm. Tell the story, because I loved hearing this story when you shared it with me, about you hearing from her friends her side of the story about online dating. Yeah, I... <laughs> It's, it's, it sounds too crazy to be real. It sounds like a movie or a storybook, you know, but she was going to quit the service that day, and a friend of hers sort of pushed her to, like, you yeah, know, give it one more chance. Like, don't give up quite yet. Um, so I learned that a couple months into the relationship, and it was like, so heartwarming, you know, that, like, we just barely missed each other could have been the story. That could have been the headline, but we didn't, you know. We, we mm. met on a passing train, you know. Mm -hmm. Which for me makes me want to jump up and down and say to people, online dating isn't separate from the forces that draw us together, right? That those forces are still at work, even though this tool is just a re, you know, reframes uh, this tool as a resource that's connected to everything. What do you think about that? I think that's absolutely true. You know, it's. Life is about chances, and you can look at that in any way you want, you know, if you're more scientifically or mathematically inclined, percentages and numbers. Um, if you're more spiritual, it's truly the word chance, you know, or, or fate or whatever you want to say. But mm -hmm. it's all the same thing to me, I have found, um, as someone who's not mathematically inclined. But when it comes down to it, the more places you put yourself out there, the more chances you take, um, the better off your odds if you want to look at it in that way. And it comes right back to that why not thing. Why wouldn't yeah. you try this? Why, if you want what you're saying you want and you want to find someone, why wouldn't you look everywhere? You never know where you're going to meet that person. I certainly could never have guessed that's where I would have met her. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I gave it a chance because I wouldn't have. Why wouldn't you look everywhere? That's beautiful. And there you are. And would you say you're in love, Nolan? Well, very much so. <laughs> Stupidly. <laughs> well, best happy, happy ending to this story, I'll tell you that. And for some, from someone who was risk adverse, closed, frightened, and felt alone, like most of us do when we're in between because we're relational creatures, this is a gorgeous story, a true story not adding one bit of uh, emphasis where it's not true here. I know the story for a fact. Uh, and it can be your story. Real-time relationships is devoted to helping uh, bring clients like Nolan together to tell their stories so you can find the love of your life, the person that you're meant to be with. 
Nolan, we're coming to the top of the hour. What do you want to leave folks with um, that you think, aside from this beautiful show and your stories you've shared us with, what are some of the important things you'd want to reemphasize as people start to consider uh, getting back out there, no matter what age they are? Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's, it's hard and it's going to feel challenging, and that shouldn't stop you. And I know it stopped me for a long time, but finding a way to sort of take that first step is so helpful and to find some way to keep a semblance of hope. You know, it's not hopeless. It's not forever. Um, and that it can and will work eventually. You know, you just need to put yourself out there, and it's uncomfortable. I, more than most people, am resistant to putting myself really anywhere. Um, but, I, again, like I'm so happy that I did. I I could not have imagined this life for myself. It's the one that I dreamed for myself, you know, but I couldn't imagine it as a reality. Um, so, yeah, just it's, it's worth it to take that chance, and it might be and will be difficult, but you're going to do it. And you have a new addition to your family that you thought because, uh, you know, last thing we want to leave on, because people always say they think something's not negotiable and it suddenly becomes a preference. You have adopted what? I am a dog person. <laughs> to my dying breath, I'll never not be a dog person. Uh, but she has the best cat in the entire world, and I have fallen deeply in love with her cat as well, uh, which I never, ever wanted to admit, but it's the truth. Right. Yeah. So you can change the person that you are, and you will find more of the person that you are when you've found someone who allows you to be that person. Thank you, Nolan. Thank you so much for joining us today and opening up your heart and your personal life, uh, hoping to help you who's tuned in to keep the hope, keep the faith, know that online dating is something you can stop hating, and we hope you'll come back and join us again and again. And, Nolan, please keep us in touch. Well, we want to keep a line on, uh, you know, where your relationship goes, and, and we're so happy that you found your partner and that you're in love. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was just an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Yay, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. Hopefully you are now intrigued. You've got some hope. If he can do it, I can do it. Yay, that's the attitude. Go to MarianneCamarado.com. Find out more about getting dating support, mating and relating advice. On my website, it's what I'm devoted to to try to help you attract and create healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationships. Uh, sign up for our newsletter and my monthly vlog that's going to tell you tips and share tactics and approaches and strategies with you on how to get better at finding partnership or making the one you have even better. Next time, tune in. We're going to be talking about sex in your aging body right here on Real Time Relationships with Marianne Camarado. Thanks for joining us. I wish you every blessing until next time.